0: Wait no longer! Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host Joseph, aka Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Each and every Thursday, of course, you can listen to this show wherever you find your podcasts or on YouTube at the Trophy Room Show. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or throw us a buck our way over at Patreon.com/slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, with all that out of the way. The greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you sir?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Joe. Yeah. Look at you, nail on the first try. I I know.
0: <laughs> I know. Under pressure, and you know what? I feel good. I feel great. Yeah, good. How are you doing though? I'm doing excellent. What a, yeah. what a week. What a week on the trophy room. Dude, it's been a lot. And the one thing that I've been looking at like across the week is everybody is pretending to be lawyers or just trying to understand law. It seems mm-hmm. like with all like the Apple and the Epic or cases that are happening at the moment, yeah, what, what a clusterfuck! Don't of,
1: expect a you know law it, talk on this week's episode.
0: Absolutely I, not. But we are going I, to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about as well. Let me see here. Uh, the PlayStation partnership with Discord. We're going to be talking about how the PlayStation 4 sold more uh, than any other console in history, and uh, we also have Greg Miller on the show. Oh, hey! <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you guys? I'm, I'm doing fantastic right now. You, so you
2: got you fucking nail it, right? Of like, yeah, yeah, this is the week of all of us dorks putting on. Be like, well, you know, in court they said this, and that's what this means. And yeah. is it a monopoly? Well, Webster's Dictionary defines <laughs> monopoly. You know what
0: the fuck we're talking about? Yeah. No idea. We had a couple of questions talking about like the deep legal stuff, and I'm like, dude. I'm just, I'm a dive in a room. Yeah. (laughs) Again, I know bird law and that's about it. That's as far as I go. But Greg Miller, welcome. Co-host, co-founder of Kind of Funny Games. How are you doing, man? I'm great, Joe. Thank you so much for having me, Kyle. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Thanks for coming. So the big news this weekend from you. You're going to be a dad. I am. Yay. I am. Uh, Jen and
2: I are expecting our first child. We were happy to announce oh, that no. last Friday. Yeah, it's it's a weight off my shoulders to have it out there. You know what I mean? Because I think. Uh, it was nice having that secret, right? But then there were some, you know, my life is lived in front of the camera and mm-hmm. speaking all the time. And so it was always that, I, you know, going 90% there on what we were doing on this day or 90% there on what happened over the weekend mm-hmm. and like why I'm, you know, if I get a text, I'll run away or if Jen needs help moving something or lifting something, it's nice <laughs> to have it all out there now again. Yeah. So I can live free and clear and not have it on my conscience.
0: Let yeah, me yeah. let me ask you two questions real fast. Sure. Because we always like to warm warm the guests up, uh, getting to know them a little bit better. Uh, you, I know you, you never really wanted kids from what you've talked about on your podcast. You're never a big fan. Me neither. But Jen kind of changed all that when you got the news, when she's like, Hey, Greg, I'm pregnant. Yeah. How did that hit you? Hard yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah if, if you know you're not
2: familiar with my entire journey like you know i'm lucky enough to have been podcasting now and being in front of the camera for 14 years give yeah. or take in terms of what you define the camera and i was very vocal for a long long time that i did not want children that that was just not a future for me and so you know on our, my first date with my wife uh mm-hmm. and we were out at the bar getting to know each other and she mentioned uh you know she wanted uh, one or two kids and in my head i remember going okay and i remember then unpacking that for a it felt like a week uh, of just like, wait, why did I say okay in my head? Why? Did it yeah. and like, my wife and I are that very strange movie relationship that we met and we knew that first night, like we knew in those first moments yeah. that, Oh my God, like we're going to be together forever. And so it was interesting to, you know, in that week uh, grapple with the fact of like, Oh man, I guess it's just that, It's not that I didn't want kids. It was always that in that stage of my life when that question was being asked of me, I didn't want kids. It wasn't an overall thing. It was very much in the moment thing and only being able to, you know, know what you know in that moment. And so knowing in that moment with Jen that, you know, we were fated to be together uh, Mm. forever, like that was a whole new Pandora's box of emotions and feelings and futures and things like that and so then to jump yeah to you know what uh 17 weeks ago now uh when we find out that she's actually pregnant you know we talked about on the kind of funny podcast right that comes after a year and a half two years of like trying to make this happen Mm -hmm. and so it was that moment of for me it was the relief of it right I when she walked out of the bedroom with the pregnancy test she was crying and I, I immediately went okay so it's another miss because we had done this before we right. had mm. these you know uh, let's go do a test and okay nothing or it didn't happen and so the fact that she was crying and she handed it to me it was that relief of alright finally and then I remember embracing her she was wearing a PSX shirt I'll never forget it <laughs> uh, embracing her right and it was like yeah. alright cool it's finally that next step maybe obviously you right. know you know, that you know, first trimester so touchy mm-hmm, let alone pregnancy right. in general that even yeah. now we're not out of the woods but it was a fantastic feeling.
0: Second awesome. question. Second sure. quick question. So, quick we, question. I could, that, <laughs> that could have just ruin your entire I'm, podcast. I'm, I'm, we don't get to any of the video game news. Yeah, uh, Brombacher Bra- is pregnant. Andrea Renee yeah. pregnant. I believe Jeff Gersman announced that he's having. That is okay. correct. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys get together like we're going to make the next generation, the future future us podcasts. Together, we'll nope. raise the like Teen Titans of podcasters. <laughs>
2: We didn't then, but since then, the conversation has come. Not so much even about that far, as much as like, cool, at E3 2022 we're all chipping in on a nursery, right? Like we're all chipping (laughs) in on a daycare. Like like, there's been jokes about getting a suite and like having it staffed with people so you can drop babies (laughs) off. Cause like even the names you've just uh, talked about, right? Like there's so many people who are behind the scenes of the video game industry that are making the games we all care about and love or covering the games we love. And so many other people who have reached out privately who are like, you know, not announcing, but are, you know, going to have a baby too. Like you're coming off of very much like, you know, this COVID and like it's obviously you know it, what was it I remember you know I grew up in Chicago and so there'd always be these jokes about when there was a big snowstorm right well oh mm-hmm. nine months there's gonna be a bunch of kids and like COVID so much more I think like uh, similar to the baby boom right like yeah. of there's this thing that yeah sure we are all locked in the rooms together but more the fact that I think it was especially for our industry and especially for both our side of the industry talking about games and the other side of the industry making games our lives for the past year have been so dramatically different in the way yeah. of like, remember I used to be on the road every other week and I, you know, I was lucky enough that usually Jen came with me cause her job was the same events and things like that. But it was that thing where I think we punted and so did obviously so did so many other people in our industry uh, putting on, making a family right. And really mm-hmm. getting serious about that. And that's, you know, one of the things we talked about in the podcast was the idea that, you know, we had pulled the goalie, you know, uh, you know, six months before twenty twenty started. And it was that thing of like cool, but we weren't like, cool, let's actually be serious and try try about this. And so that's why there was that whole like well, is something wrong with us and why we're not getting yeah. pregnant or is it that we're not actually committed to like you know watching schedules and doing this thing and so i think that's really what happened is that you saw this you know movement happen is you know we talk about the industry because it's weird that all of a sudden like in this month right, <laughs> it's right. Been
0: the, the the four people you just talked yeah. about
2: yeah. uh but yeah like it's going to be i think an ongoing conversation in every industry awesome
0: mm-hmm. awesome for sure. Well, again thank you for being here this is going to be great we have you for just under an hour, so let's get right into it. But before we do, it's time for our Patreon pitch. I want to thank our producers that make this show happen each and every week. I want to thank our forever platinum producer, Todd Burwitz and too soon. I want to thank our gold members, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Goffey, Griffin, Wes, Jose, Jimenez, Jedi, Master Ren. Wait, I said that wrong. <clears throat> Jedi, Master Ren. Metal Kirby, our Silver <laughs> Plus members, Hide Indoors, Marcus O'Neill. Oh, it's just right. JB, the Purple Monkey, Jada Svon Metal. Tim Ulf, and Justin Rodriguez. Thank you all so very much for uh, becoming patrons each and every week. Y'all help us out. It's the reason why we look so good. Sounds so great. With all that said, with all that out of the way, Kyle, it's time to square up the news.
1: The first bit of news comes from Jim Ryan over at the SIE blog, announcing PlayStation's new partnership with Discord. At PlayStation, we're constantly looking for new ways to enable players around the world to connect with one another, form new friendships and communities, and share fun experiences and lasting memories. It's in this spirit that we're excited to announce a new partnership with Discord, the communication service popularized by gamers and used by more than 140 million people every month around the world. Together, our teams are already hard at work connecting Discord with your social and gaming experience on PlayStation Network. Our goal is to bring the Discord and PlayStation experiences closer together on console and mobile starting early next year, allowing friends, groups, and communities to hang out have fun and communicate more easily while playing games together. To bring these experiences to life for our players, Sony Interactive Entertainment has made a minority investment as part of Discord's Series H round. From our very first conversation with co-founders Jason Citron and Stan Vishnevsky, I was inspired by their lifelong love for gaming and our team's shared passion to help bring friends and communities together in new ways in new ways. Empowering players to create communities and, and enjoy shared gaming experiences is at the heart of what we do. So we are beyond excited to start this journey with one of the world's most popular communication services.
0: Oh my goodness. This is so weird because what, about a week or two ago, we we're talking about uh, Microsoft purchasing or in talks of purchasing discord for about 11 billion dollars all of a sudden at the you know the final hour discord kind of leaves that and says no we're going to kind of retain our independence and yeah a week now we see discord's partnered up with playstation in a really unique way but also a pretty uh, vague way so nerd guy steve writes in just like you can too over on a ps trophy room on twitter or on the trophy room discord server he writes in how how deep do you guys expect Discord integration to be? My guess is it'll start something like Spotify where it's a standalone app but it provides contextual buttons in uh in the control center when in use. I'd love it to go uh deeper than than that. As I play cross-play games daily and I doubt Sony would do anything on the OS level. dot 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 right. So Greg, I want to <laughs> I want to I want to talk to you here on, on this one sure. because Yeah, we've seen the Discord app on Xbox, and it's nothing to be wowed at. But as crossplay grows in popularity and more people using it, more hopefully developers using it, we'll get to that later. um, It seems like the one thing people desperately want is a way to talk to each other across platforms and people Dude, begging it what a pain in it. the
2: ass is it to <laughs> exactly. sit there playing a game and have one headphone on for the game and one earbud in for discord
0: absolutely i have to do the trick where i'm using my capture card in order to get the gameplay nice. in, in my <laughs> in my yeah, friend's yeah. sound so how deep do you see this integration being do you see it on the os level because we know playstation do we really see that it's going to be baked into the os some way or do you think it's oh the discord app is on the home screen
2: I think nerd guys I think nerd guy Steve nails it. I think it'll yeah. be baked in in the same way Spotify is and which I think is great. You know what I mean? I I use Spotify all the time on my PlayStation 5 when I'm playing something and I want to have tunes in the background. And I think if, they, if that's how, the easiest way to make this work, right? Again, this is a minority uh, uh, share that they've got in it. It's right. not something they have full-blown with it. It is just a partnership. And so to sit there and say, okay, cool, you're going to go in and completely retool the OS and the messaging and the parties and all that stuff, not a chance. I think if, if that was going to happen, it would be something like when PlayStation bought Gaikai and made PlayStation Now. That's yeah. the kind of uh, move you'd see. And then it would be, even then, I think it would be, a firmware update in many years or when they get the PlayStation six and they want to integrate it from a ground up there. I think here that, yeah, you're going to see it uh, as this very vague thing happens. You're going to Mm -hmm. see probably a very crappy version uh, come (laughs) out uh, next year sometime and slowly get better over time.
0: Kyle, do you see this happening? Do you see this be baked into the OS or is it something like in the, in the, in the quick menu? In the game bar like right at the bottom, to, yeah, right at the game bar, right yeah. at the bottom, right next to Spotify. I,
1: I think it's probably going to be like a, a Spotify level app. Um, mm. What I would, what would I would love for it to do? Like, it, mm-hmm. it'd be great to talk to friends across. Um, you know systems when you're playing. I would love to have just a Discord for like, let's say us here or or Greg with the kind of funny best friends and have different channels of like, hey, you're playing Fall Guys, just hop in there and people can hop in and out as they go. Like Discord usually is like this one or any Discord really, yeah. Where you can just have an open channel for you know playing games with each other and people can hop in and out. I think that would be rad, and I think that would be really cool for. Communities to make it even easier for communities to get together and play play games with each other. Like you don't have to worry about t- making a time or whatever. You're just in this Discord channel, and people can hop in and out whenever they want.
0: It'd be so better than what we have right now when it comes to parties in on mm. uh, PlayStation. I hate the recent change, Greg. I don't know if you. If you've been dabbling in the in the parties, uh, but it's like you don't. I use it in a very even... specific way, so I
2: like it. But I understand yeah. that if you're in you multiple
0: parties with multiple groups and multiple yeah.
2: things, that's when it gets bogged
0: down, right? Yeah. How do you use it very specifically, like for? So
2: no no not even for that it's strictly for uh fun times so what it is is that you know i have my group that like i we have like the avengers group that we have with me tam Ah, uh goldfarb sean norton then i have a kind of funny group uh that's all you know that i even on ps4 i had this just group that i could at quick because it was so hard to use friends list a quick glance see what everybody in the company was up to so now it is that thing of okay cool We've had it so many times where, you know, Joey, Kevin, and Barrett are playing Fortnite. They're in the kind of funny uh, chat room there. I jump in, I start playing with them, I join the voice chat, but then I'm like, all right, cool, I'm done playing Fortnite. I pop out and start playing something else, but I'm still in the kind of funny party chat line there that's going that way. It has all the problems, of course, that, yeah, then, you know, like, you know, Joey adds her friend to play Minecraft Dungeons with somebody else in there. So now they're in the group too. And it's not that I care that they're in the group, but Mm -hmm. it's. It's like uh, you what want I them love... gone, <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. <laughs> I said, but you want them gone because they don't. don't yeah, it, it, I mean yeah. honestly, what it reminds me
2: more of uh, when you look at how PlayStation does their parties yeah. is like the baby's first Discord. Yeah. Where it's doing so many things like Discord, but not nearly as fully f- featured, yeah. and so many different. Com- and that's what gets a-
0: me really excited because I use Discord a lot. The mobile app constantly messes up. I'm constantly losing my notifications. But you know, we use it as our primary way of talking to our audience. And what better way sure. of like, you know, you don't have to necessarily add me as a friend. You just join the Discord, join the party chat, and you're with us on a stream. Like. To me, and me that's what you're
2: talking about yeah for like yeah. when we're streaming something how convoluted it is for me to bring in a kind of funny best friend to a playstation thing i'm like well exactly. i gotta add you or i type out your name whereas yeah discord it's easier to drop you in, give you the key do whatever
0: we're going for and mm-hmm. yeah it just makes it it just makes it so much simpler the one thing kyle and i actually use uh the parties for us is the share screen yeah the share screen is mm-hmm. a lifesaver at times like, like yeah. even, even,
1: even for, like, charity streams that I've done over at One Indie, like, be able to share my screen from my PS5 to uh, Mike's screen and then have okay. him stream that out for everybody and, sure. and have it, like, it's works way better than I ever thought it could work and yeah. something I never thought I would use. Uh, yeah,
2: Lucy GameSpot. James, you know, a former roommate and, of course, uh, GameSpot, uh, the editor or whatever, I don't know her title is, big wig at uh, GameSpot. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was her thing, you know, for, you know sh- for her being in America and having all her friends back in the UK, lots of times you know, she, they'd be in a group Party playing Overwatch, but then like Simon Cardy would be playing Bloodborne, and he would share his screen with them. So as they're playing their game, in between matches, they can see what he's doing, or if he ran into something, had a question, they could just look down at it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bloodborne, it's a great game. Two thousand two hundred thirty-four <laughs> days since the original launch. I didn't oh just type God. that; I just oh know it. <laughs> it's in my blood. It's in my mind. Every every episode. Uh, um, so that said, let's get to the next story because I have sure. a question that kind of ties into both of these right here. So take it away (laughs) Kyle.
1: Rebecca Smith over at PS Lifestyle writes, more PS4 games sold than any other console in history with more than 1.5 billion units sold. Sony sent a new record for the gaming industry with revenue achieved during the 2020 fiscal year. Amongst the many records, both personal and industry-wide, that were broken during the period is the number of games sold on a single console in video game history. There have now been 1.577 billion PS4 games sold over its lifetime, beating the previous record set by the PlayStation 2. Throughout the 2020 fiscal year, nearly 339 million games were sold between the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, an increase of 22% from the year prior that smashed Sony's previous record set during fiscal year 2018. That figure included 58.4 million games published by Sony themselves, including The Last of Us Part II, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, and Demon's Souls. Digital gaming continues to make up a huge percentage of those sales, most likely due to lockdown measures through the pandemic that have created an overall surge in the gaming space. Q4 2020 sales were 79% digital, while the overall year averaged 65% digital. This is an increase of 12% from the previous year and the second year in a row that digital sales outweighed physical sales. The PlayStation Store made more than $13.71 billion throughout fiscal year 2020, its biggest year ever. Reset Era member Arm Gunner made the figures look even more impressive when he worked out the daily sales figures. On average, over 600,000 games were sold through the PlayStation Store every day throughout the year. That's just under 7 games per second. Including retail figures and other digital sellers, that figure increases to 933,000 games sold every day, or 10.75 games per second.
0: Absolutely wild. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely wild. Stupidly impressive. Um, when we're talking about the sales of this console, I've I always thought you know well, we always thought the PlayStation Four huge a, a huge success for PlayStation. Never because we oftentimes they put the PlayStation Four uh, or or any console right next to like the Wii or the PlayStation yeah, Two yeah. in terms of units sold. So you never think the number is going to be that high. But even it outselling game wise unit wise to um uh to the PlayStation Two is incredibly impressive. And, you know, the last couple of weeks, we kind of were a little bit in Doom mode of, like, what's going on at PlayStation? Is everything... Xbox okay. keeps knocking it out of the yeah. park with all exactly. these announcements and <laughs> partnerships. Exactly, right? And then you also see, like, PlayStation go, we're going to close down some stores. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we just see their communication kind of just almost non-existent or maybe just speak in very, like, vague messages that really don't really mean much or announce studios that don't even have logos. Like it's been a weird few weeks. (laughs) It's (laughs) it's just a thing that exists. Um, so Metal Kirby writes in. He says, hello, gentlemen, and welcome to the show, Greg. I know this is a PlayStation show, but my question comes from the internet documents revealed during the Apple V Epic case where Microsoft had a review of The Last of Us Part Two released. They said, in short, the overall presentation is significantly ahead of anything other teams have been producing on, uh, on console and PC. They go on to complain about the gunplay, which I think is BS, but my question is this. Is it pure quality of titles like The Last of Us Part Two that will keep Sony ahead of Microsoft? Mm-hmm. Or do you think Microsoft's new approach is trying to buy everything will work out? And I don't even think just buying everything, just Game Pass in itself. Do you feel like all PlayStation needs to do is just start cranking out these blockbusters? I mean, we saw it with Returnal this week, though... So it's been it's been a rocky road patch wise, but like people are really loving sure. that game. We're excited about Ratchet. Uh so what do you think, Greg? Do you think that the if it ain't broke, don't fix it approach is going to work for Sony or they need to start adapting? This is the
2: million dollar question. And it's that thing that I, I, I know I've been saying it I feel like for what feels like two years of like, oh, this is where it gets really interesting. Oh, you know, I can't wait to see what happens when this starts happening. But we're there where obviously if it ain't broke don't fix it and mm-hmm. you know as much as we all sit there and i'm talking about uh, uh, not even us as podcasters us as fans who read ign every day and look at this stuff and live it on twitter every moment we can you sit there and like you know we're talking about ps a few weeks ago like a question of you know when's playstation getting a big w like you we've seen xbox do this stuff over and over again all these announcements and it's like well the big W is all the money they're making hands, yeah. hand over fist and the fact that PS5 can't stay in stock and the fact that I'm sure Returnal is selling so incredibly well because people are excited for it. Like, PlayStation has gotten to that point with what they're doing. You expect greatness. And so now when greatness gets there, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of news. You know what I mean? It's I mean, just something so much- you come to expect. Exactly. Yeah. And so the real question for me is what happens when Xbox starts delivering. You talk about, you know, PlayStation, you know, throughout the PS4 and into the PS5 and now they will continue to, yep, these Sony first party studios, PlayStation studios even when they're partnered with somebody who's second party, third party. You're going to see these great games that we expect to be great and that we are going to be great. What happens when Xbox really does get its first exclusive 9 out of 10, 10 out yeah. of 10? When it gets something that we all go, holy shit, Perfect Dark is insane. Holy shit, Halo Infinite is insane. Senuous uh, Sacrifice, or, uh, yeah, saga know. Or- yeah. I, right yeah. I can't keep them straight ever. Yeah, no, uh, same the, you know, this is a must-play from the ground up, holy shit thing, and it's only $15 if you want to get Game Pass mm-hmm. this month. And you can play it through the cloud. You don't have an Xbox, doesn't matter. Play it on your PC through their web portal. Play it on your I- your iPhone through I- Like, it's, they've set up all these dominoes that if they can just get the first-party titles going, they start falling. I feel at that point, it's like a rabbit in a trap where it's mm. like they've got PlayStation and PlayStation, it's too late for PlayStation to get out from underneath that. Right now, PlayStation has the titles. They have uh, the machine. They have a really dedicated audience that is buying games, that is it has an attach rate that is there for it. But what happens when Xbox's plan actually... Starts working and actually yeah. gets executed. I should say. At and that point, PlayStation tries to pivot and put them yeah. on PS Now, or doesn't, or they ignore it for so long that Xbox has got this huge wave of momentum. And
0: I think, uh, I, I think, uh, like what you said is. One hundred percent right. What what if you know Halo Infinite comes out? It's a it's an illegal word here, but I'll allow it for myself. It is a it is a banger, right? And then you get Starfield <laughs> comes out afterwards, and Starfield's also great. Fable, Forza, and then all of a sudden you see Microsoft's vision come to fruition, and Sony is starting to sweat. And I feel like at least in the first, we have about a year or two where PlayStation can start. Or has room to improve on the service aspect, because you're right. The games we expect them to be great. We expect them to be mind blowing and earth shattering on all that. But what we expect now is that PlayStation Now is actually a, a service that is worth a damn, and not all just getting like 1080p on some games. So we expect it to be a really fluid and uh, actual working service. So. My question is, when we look back at the at the last topic, the partnership with Discord, is that, and I'll go to Kyle first, is mm-hmm. that how we see PlayStation navigate around Microsoft? They don't have the money. They don't have the bank. What they do have, though, is a maneuverability as a smaller company, as we've seen in their production side of things, right? Partnering with Netflix, partnering with Disney+. Plus. Do you see that going ahead uh, with the PlayStation side of things? Them going, okay, so we need to—I don't know—build up PlayStation Plus. So maybe we'll put, you know, Discord Nitro as a as a PlayStation Plus perk. Is that how they do that? Is this just with partnerships instead of buyouts?
1: I think it doesn't hurt. Yeah. It, it, it won't hurt for them doing it this way. Um, Dis- Discord Nitro thing would be interesting being a PS Plus. Uh, yeah. Be I mean, benefit. Awesome benefit. It would be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think this is a way to to go about it. Like they don't obviously don't have the money to buy an entire publishing arm like Microsoft did with Bethesda. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they can be smart enough to make these smaller moves that are more of like a quality of life thing just make your experience on PlayStation even better every single moment you're you're on it and playing games or enjoying your entertainment just make it be the go to place which is odd for me to say that cuz that was what we all made fun of Microsoft for doing with the Xbox One <laughs> right yeah. with the integration with the TV and yeah. everything but like truly like times are changed like it is now like Microsoft props to them they were really ahead of the game there where they wanted it to be the place where you get all your media from and mm. i think it's smart to continue making these strategic uh partnerships for quality of life improvements while like greg was saying and, and what we've been saying forever just like keep and i'm gonna use the word because you use it keep putting out those bangers first party like all that's as in and whatever the third party deals of of exclusive games that they're bringing to to sony like that and- is going to carry them
2: and that's what, you know, this all goes back to the story you just did on PlayStation 4 game sales, right? The reason PlayStation won last generation was that their message was simple. This is a games machine. Come here to play great games. And Xbox One's message was convoluted and about TV and about the class. And it was ahead of its time in many ways. You know what I mean? I yeah. do think that they, I would love to have seen the alternate reality where they said no. We understand you don't get this. We're doubling down. This is what Mm -hmm. we believe in. But the problem was clearly no one believed in it. And they backed off and uh, and screwed themselves (laughs) over. Yeah. And so, like, we talk about all these partnerships and Discord and that and blah, blah. And it's like, at the end of the day, it all comes down to games. And so, really, I think we can talk about all the different programs and all the different, like, partnerships. But it really comes down to if Xbox's first party delivers does the game pass game deal you know the whole library does that sway it does that move it and i talk about this all the time on the shows i know you guys it's a broken record for you but like for years i've heard this whole thing of like man games are so expensive and you know greg you're privileged and i know i am privileged to review these games and get them ahead of time and get all this stuff for free but like you know i have to make a choice on what i play and so like i feel like at some point the rubber's got to meet the road and if mm-hmm. Xbox is as this first party and Bethesda is all exclusive and initiative is making this thing and the coalition's making this thing and you are getting amazing experiences there. At what point do you say, well, shit, I do need to buy, I should buy an Xbox. I should buy game pass. I should stick on this.
0: Platform and you're already because- starting to kind of see that as well, because you're seeing people go out there and go, you know what? I'll buy it like a series S I'll see what this is all about. And I'll use my PlayStation as my hub, but I'll use my Xbox series S as you know, my secondary and how many people I've seen switch over saying, you know what? I like my PlayStation, but the deal is just, it's, it's just too irresistible. And I feel like at that point, it only, you, you're right. It comes down to the games, but even at that point, it's like $70 for last of us part three and how many years or 15 bucks. And I get this catalog of not just my Xbox series games, but my one and my, my 360 as well. Do you just then see PlayStation just going, you know what? All right, fuck it. Let's do it. Day one on some of our games? Or do you see them? Yeah, being-
2: I mean, you assume, but I, I feel like they would ha- that is such a last resort. And yeah. that's, that's what I talk about where it's going to be interesting years of this because we're, it's never going, it's not going to be in the next six months, a, a light switch. Okay, cool. We flipped and that's what we're doing. It's going to be this war of attrition where you see more and more people go to Xbox and more and more people understand game pass is great. Cause that's, as we've talked about before, right? What the idea of this is, it is the, Oh, I got one month of game pass for free. I'm going to go over there and play whatever this hot game from Xbox First Party as we're talking about it. They beat that in a week and they're like, man, this was fun and here's this game I've heard so much about that I can <laughs> play for free and he, and then they, you know, they stay longer and longer and longer and suddenly it is that you sit down after work and, you know, you got an hour to play something before you go to bed and you're not turning on your PlayStation, you're turning on your Xbox. Yeah. And that is the war Xbox is trying to win. And that's a war of attrition. That is not an overnight, you know, salvo that ends everything. That is slowly but surely working their way up this mountain to make people go, oh man, no, I, I have a PlayStation. I just play my exclusives on it, right? I don't, yeah. I, I play everything else on Xbox.
0: Yeah. It's about it's it's about getting you into that ecosystem and locking yeah. you in, whether you're you're aware of it or not. If if you have a PlayStation, you're only using it for the exclusives, and you're just primarily playing your whether it's like you know just your third party games on Xbox or whatever have you. Xbox is winning that fight because yep. that they they have you there. They're going to get your microtransactions and all that yep. jazz as well. So yeah, yeah. Look,
2: at, I, mean, I, I didn't look ahead, but I mean, look at you know the stuff that came out of this Apple Epic thing with, you know tim sweeney talking about having to pay playstation for cross-platform stuff right and that isn't the fact everywhere so like yeah you know epic would prefer you to play your Fortnite over on xbox they will never say that of course and there's Mm -hmm. a million different things going on it but i'm sure that's the truth and i'm sure xbox would love that too and it is about making those deals and partnerships
0: so with that you know what let's just transition to it let's get into the next news story unless kyle anything you'd like to add on this
1: no i mean if if People are are going to pick Xbox over PlayStation. I think Greg will agree with me on this one. They're missing out on some really cheap Platinums if you do that. Oh,
0: yeah. And like,
1: I mean, that's a reason to stay on PlayStation. Do you understand now. how much fun it
2: is to get Platinum Trophies? Like, come on, guys.
1: Absolutely.
0: Don't, don't do this. If, yeah, it's game game love. if it's a game you love, go for it. Grind it out. But I saw something disgusting one night. Kyle had eight Platinum Trophies, and they're all nah, the man. Breakout Series or Breakthrough, nah, whatever. That's how you do it. See, <sighs> you say if it's a game sick. you love. Yeah. What if the game
2: I love is getting trophies? Thank you. That what you understand that it's an XP bar filling in. I'm leveling up as I go. It's my, I, I like. I, I am yeah. living the RPG. Do you understand that the game of playing games is a game itself, and I'm playing it right now, Joe.
1: And, and I like you, to view it as no, cheat platinums are my yeah. cheat day. I use that as my cheat day. I play uh, my diet. I it play feels, the main games, it, but like. See, see my thing good. is, like, I,
2: I play so many other games, and it's like, oh, like, I enjoyed this game, but I'm never going back for the platinum and stuff, right, yeah. like that. So I'm not getting the satisfaction. So, yeah, some days, I, you know, that, that's yeah. me eating my greens. That's me, you know, working yeah, out. And then that. I get to sit there, you're saying, they just binge Damn. them out. Yeah. I went, I watched burlesque one. It was one of my favorite New Year's days. I'm hungover, Jen's got burlesque on and I'm just knocking out cheap Vita plats. It was brilliant. Oh,
0: no Fantastic. see, I, I have a rule. Like if a game like I played Abzu and Abzu doesn't have a trophy, uh, a platinum trophy, which is disgusting, it should. I was like, okay, then I'll go buy the breakthrough game and Colin and I will will play that for patrons <laughs> and and get a plat that way. That's that's where I use cheap plats. And if it's IMAO. And then that's the only that's 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 where I draw the line after I am Mayo, and we get into the breakthrough and then they're like they have like for some reason Bible verses in there as well. It's like, okay, I don't need need religion in my platinum trophies. Thank you very much. But with that, Kyle, let's let's get into the crossplay confidential documents and all that such.
1: Tom Warren over at The Verge writes, Sony really hated PS4 crossplay confidential documents reveal. It's no secret that Sony held back PS4 cross-platform play for years, but new confidential documents and emails reveal just how much Sony was against letting people play the same games with their friends on other platforms. Sony initially blocked cross-platform play for both Rocket League and Minecraft, despite Nintendo and Microsoft both enabling players to play across Xbox and Switch. The issue really blew up when Sony blocked Fortnite cross-play in 2018, and players were angry. It now appears that Sony may have been holding out to offset potential revenue losses. In the months leading up to Sony's decision to Black Fortnite crossplay in 2018, Epic Games had pleaded with Sony to enable crossplay emails in the Epic Games vs. Apple case reveal. Quote I can't think of a scenario where Epic doesn't get what we want. That's possibi- That possibility went out the door when Fortnite became the biggest game on PlayStation, said Joe Kreiner, Epic's vice president of business development. Kreiner proposed, We announced crossplay in conjunction with Sony. Epic goes out of its way to make Sony look like heroes. Epic even offered to brand its E3 presence with PlayStation or add unique characters exclusive to PS Plus subscribers to sweeten the deal. Let's make this a huge win for us all. Epic's not changing its mind on the issue, so let's just agree on it now, said Kreiner. Sony didn't agree. But as of August 2019, (laughs) it appears that Sony may have found a worthy argument, a way to potentially siphon off money from its competitors in exchange for access to PlayStation players. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney confirmed in testimony today that Sony is the only platform holder that requires this compensation for crossplay. Quote, in certain circumstances, Epic will have to pay additional revenue to Sony, said Sweeney. If somebody were primarily playing on PlayStation but, pay, but paying an iPhone, then this might trigger compensation, end quote. Sweeney also revealed that Epic had to agree to pay these additional fees to Sony in order to enable crossplay in Fortnite. Sony also stipulates in the policy that publishers can't transfer virtual currency to or from PlayStation and that there must be a setting to disable all, cl- all cross-platform interactions.
0: Oh, my God. Talking about your, all this mature. dirty laundry getting drug out. It's like, yeah, uh, you feel for
2: everybody involved.
0: Absolutely. It is just, and, and, you know, there's an awesome article by Rebecca Valentine about, like, why, why is the video game industry so secretive? And you yeah. kind of get to see why. It is just, it is, at the end of the day, just a bunch of lawyers in suits. That said, I got a question for Greg. Yeah. Most famous Seamus you've ever met in your life. Who do you think that might be? If you had to name one Seamus. I mean, Seamus from WWE. Wrong. It's this famous Seamus. Famous (laughs) Seamus writes in, most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life, period, end of discussion. He writes, what are your thoughts on Epic and maybe other companies having to pay Sony to enable crossplay? Do you think this has slash will damage PlayStation's relationship with developers, particularly those that are focused on multiplayer games and want to do crossplay? Greg, right. what are your thoughts on that, my man?
2: It's a big question, right? Man. And I'm also going through Kyle's trophies and adding all these break heads <laughs> to heads here. I didn't, I missed it. Oh, these. yeah, I, man. You is there so a guide or is, is it like self explanatory how to platinum? I and mean, why is it only the head to heads? Because there's ones that aren't head to heads.
1: Because the other ones are, um, you have, you've, you've, they're harder trophies. That they're, oh, they'll no, take you longer. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Just St. Patrick's that, Day head to head. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Um, it's a loaded question, right? Where, mm-hmm. Is this uh, so to jump into like the middle of it, right? Does this turn developers off to it? No. and you know why? Because this isn't news to developers. this is right. news to us. This is news right. to the public, right? We always talk, I made a joke about this of like we always talk about wanting to be the fly on the wall in a video game boardroom, right? like that's what this is. These are the conversations that are happening there. And as we talked about on games daily, like, man, this is shitty to see it spelled out that way, but it's also PlayStation's prerogative as a business to make money. and it's not that they're like, screwing people over it's them you know originally having this stance and then finding a way because you know one of the quotes in there from geo in the email right is like no one can this is every says this is good for gamers but nobody's explaining how this is good for playstation yeah from a business perspective yeah and of course as i pointed out on my show really quick on games daily right like clearly i've known geo a long time that is him towing the company line. He is a boss, right? I'm sure there's a conversation many levels above him where he's like, all right, fine. This is like what it is, but I'm sure that's what they're saying. So that's what he's saying. Uh, So it is that idea of how do you make this make financial sense? And they found a way. And so I have so many mixed emotions about the entire thing of like, Mm. What a shitty look. I wish you were just going to be for gamers, but I get that you're a company, but I get that this is still shitty for the developer. But I get that you made it work like in the end they made it work. Did they yeah. make it work in the way we'd all like to believe, which is, "Hey, this is clearly us looking stupid for not doing this. We should do this." No, that wasn't how they did it. It was, "We look stupid, but we want to make money. Oh, you figured out a way to make money? All right, let's do it." Yeah. It's it is what it is. I'm glad it happened. I think it's, you know, a yeah. weird way. I'd love to know if they're doing that for everyone right well is that very much a we know this through the Fortnite lens and of course yeah. as we've i think in, the, in all the stuff that rolled out right like, right Fortnite made how many billions of dollars for epic over two nine, years like nine nine billion something anything? right yeah. yeah like clearly there's a lot of money to be made and so playstation of course doesn't want you buying your things on your iphone but for a rocket league are they busting their chops that exact same way for like the other games that are cross-play that are out there like is that really my, how they're still doing
0: it see my my thought is like what about the smaller games maybe the the indie-ish games because I know it's like you had to pay some type of like like a million X dollars, which is <laughs> just what a fucking number, to to go in and 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 enable crossplay, and that's just the start of it. Again, all those other you know things things that you had to listen to as well. I wonder for the games like Fall Guys. Fall Guys announced crossplay, but they announced that they they didn't include PlayStation in the verbiage. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's coming to Xbox and in and, and Switch, and it'll have crossplay between those platforms. And I maybe I, I read it wrong, and my dyslexia is fucking me up something fierce. But yeah, I'm
2: pulling that, because you're. I thought it was just vague. I thought it was very much that hey, Xbox and Switch are delayed, but we're confirming crossplay, and they, they okay. didn't say anything in terms
0: of who the crossplay was. They're yeah, also now know.
1: part of Epic, I believe. So
0: yeah, they are. So, uh, you're right. You know what? Then I'm a big dummy. But what about <laughs> Pyre? Okay, there's still life in that <laughs> game right what about the <laughs> indie tons of Apple? life Pi- I and mean, that's so people much. are always like what Hades, Hades. no thank you exactly. well let's talk about Pyre that's yeah. the one we're
2: talking about exactly
0: right well yeah well like what about the the, the smaller studios and Kyle I want to go to you on this how does how how what's the conversation what's the temperature in the room between Epic and PlayStation right now because you know Seamus was just like how does how how does you know it affect the relationship between PlayStation and and the developers, I really wonder what's the relationship right now looking between PlayStation and and uh and Epic. Because I put I put in on Twitter the like Michael Scott looking at yeah. Toby going, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the feeling I'm getting, Kyle." It's I mean, I can. Tots I <laughs> uh,
1: I I can understand that, but. Also, I think the relationship is fantastic because then they just give Epic like a hundred some millions of dollars. Yeah. It says. Two
2: hundred and fifty. Yeah. Me Let me I think that's I think that's the second one,
1: too. Like before they I think they sent them even more money. Uh, the Verge,
2: July 9th, 2020. Sony buys two hundred fifty million dollars stake yeah. in Fortnite creator Epic Games. Uh, uh, the, deal, the deal means Sony gets one point four percent interest in the game development. I'm not. Yeah. Maybe that was the first one or if they did more.
0: But yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's strong because I mean, obviously they they want to tie to Epic and really see what Unreal Engine Five is going to do and, and, and how that will help out games in the future. I, I think the mm. relationship is strong. I think it's just like little nu- nuisance, like someone like a little kid poking at you, like, "Hey,
0: where's my money?" So you can go play with all, all other people. Because the the way that I've been been hearing it, the way I've been seeing it is like. This court case is particularly not good for anyone, any of the parties involved. It's not a good look <laughs> whatsoever. Everybody has black eyes from it. You know, totally. except for, like, Phil Spencer he seems like a real sweet dude If that once. <laughs> Phil Spencer, <laughs> like,
2: put out all my emails. I'll publish it like, myself. Don't worry about it. <laughs> about,
0: but it's, it's kind of like when you see two friends have an argument, and they're like, back me up on this, Greg. And you're like... <laughs> I don't i'd want like any, to stay out of this please <laughs> i just, you want I, i'd like to put game pass on your on your on your device that's about it but yeah i, I think you're right there kyle like i i they're still making money it's just them going oh i'd rather not this be aired out right now or possibly ever that'd be fucking great
1: <laughs> yeah
2: That was the thing, you know, um, and you talk about Rebecca Valentine's reporting, right? Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, the secrecy of it where like the courts weren't prepared for as many video game people to come to them and be like, holy shit please don't put that out there, right? Because it was after that Monday where everything went out there. All this shit went out and people were like, "Uh uh-oh, problems ahead. And so, yeah, it's that thing where, you know, the Michael Scott gift's funny, but I really do feel it's everybody going like, ah, fuck. Like, I don't think it's so much you can be mad at Epic about it as much as you're like, this sucks in this
0: situation. Yeah. Yeah. And for for me, I'm right there with you. I think like when when I take a look at like why video games are, are so secretive or why you know, so many people are jumping in. It's oftentimes we wonder how the bread's made, but when we actually take a look at how the bread's made, it's actually just kind of boring and insidious yeah. in, in, totally. in most ways. You know, and this is this very much, yeah, go for
2: it. The industry puts so much on itself
0: yes. in terms of like
2: the secrecy, because that's how it's always been, right? And it is that thing of, does the fact that, I know that the next Spider Man movie has all these different Spider Men in it and all this stuff, and yada, yada, yada. And it's a, does any of that take away from my enjoyment or my excitement for the next Spider Man? Fuck (laughs) no. That's a two hour thing. So, like, it's so interesting because games are so much different than movies, right? Where it would Mm -hmm. be that if games wanted to come out and be like, guess what? This game is getting made, and yet it, then you have the never-ending cycle of every time that publisher talks or developer talks about anything, they're asked if that game's there. And then when that game gets canceled, what went wrong? And it's a thing, and blah, blah. The game got delayed. Well, we never officially announced it was actually coming. Like, yeah, There's so many different pieces to the puzzle, and we only know marketing from such a pinhole response. It'd be interesting to see more games be like similar to something like Broken Age, which is like, hey, we're
0: doing this, and you'll see it years from now, but we're working on it. Or you could do the thing like Knots is doing. It's just like, well now it's it and now we're about to like just shadow drop it apparently this month. Something crazy. Like <laughs> that's awesome. I, I yeah, just give me just give me when the game's coming out, make it not this like three, four year wait, and then bam, we're we're good to go. Oh, that's
2: what we loved about Fallout, right? Where yeah. Fallout was like, you know, okay, cool, we're not doing the giant lead up. It's like, here's the look of the game and it's out this fall. Great, great awesome.
0: Yeah. 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 That said, Kyle, let's get to the last major news of the week. Take it away, good sir.
1: Zarmina Khan over at PlayStation Lifestyle writes, Sony registers trademark for Insomniac Games' Xbox console-exclusive Sunset Overdrive. Known insider and Twitter user Nibellian has spotted a trademark reg- registration for Sunset Overdrive sunset overdrive filed by sony interactive entertainment the status update on united states patent and trademark office is dated april 26 2021 and soundiac games previously confirmed that it owns the ip fans have been hoping for a playstation release ever since the studio was acquired by sony however sunset overdrive remains an xbox console exclusive to date it's also available on pc Whether whether that's set to change or not is anybody's guess, but the trademark update sure has fans hoping for a PlayStation release. Interestingly, there have been rumors of PS4 and PS5 editions, but they remain unsubstantiated.
0: A lot of he said, she said. But you don't just just throw a trademark out. I don't care. We know, like, look, we got the the Apple van. We've seen it in the wild. There's Blueprint. It's like a Dodge Intrepid. It's great. We're excited about it. It's real. How real is this? Emmett Watkins Jr. writes in if we do get a Sunset Overdrive 2 or a remaster of the first game, do you think it'll hit Xbox as well? Also, what new concepts do you hope uh end up in the next game? Insomniac has done a lot since dropping that gen back in twenty fourteen. So, Greg, is this real? Do you think it is? Do you I mean, it's it a real be? trademark for sure. Yeah. And what gets convoluted, when we
2: talked about on Games Daily, someone wrote into you're wrong and was like, this is kind of getting blown out of proportion. It was that Insomniac had filed for it, then Sony bought Insomniac. It's like that just the way trademarks work, it is, that it's now official, but it's not a big deal. Like they just did this thing. The, pro- the thing is that that was put in you're wrong and the way they explained it made sense. I've seen no one retract or update stories about it. And granted... Mm-hmm. That is, I think, a little bit of a, a, a problem with our industry. Where yeah. <laughs> I've published the article because it was hot, and now we're on to the next thing, and nobody cares about a follow up. And maybe yeah. I'm painting with a broad brush. The interesting thing here, even to remove, okay, cool, this is it, the timeline or whatever, is the fact that Sunset Overdrive is something that still exists, and it, you know, it went to Steam, and that was what maybe this was all tied into, and then the buyout, and yada yada yada. But what does that mean for PlayStation-owning Insomniac? What does that mean for then Sunset Overdrive coming somewhere? My gut would tell me nothing. I don't, don't think... Don't hurt me like that. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> I I, I wish it was a, a Sunset Overdrive 2. There's I. There's not that much juice for Sunset Overdrive. And even the juice that it has is so much that tied up
0: into it. That all about it juice. It's got a ton of juice, Greg. I know. There's a lot of juice in the game, <laughs> yeah. for sure.
2: But... It's not something people clamor for, and so Insomniac fucking destroying right now with this ratchet that just looks gorgeous, destroying with Miles Morales, let alone whatever they're working for Spider-Man 2, you assume, knock on wood, they have a team doing something for PSVR Two with all the VR stuff they did. I just don't see them being like, you know what else we need too? Sunset Overdrive. Like, let's make that, let's get that out there. It almost doesn't seem to fit Sony's MO for what they're making the first parties do and what they're having the first parties do. And so... Yeah. I think it's really just this whole thing of, yeah, we need to keep the trademark relevant. I don't think it's something that's going to come up. But I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to see that game get a second life. Yeah,
0: Kyle, give me hope. Greg just killed it all. <laughs> so tell me this game's coming. I would love it because
1: that was the only okay. reason why I bought an Xbox a few years Same. ago, just to play it on Game Pass. One. I bought after- the white
0: one when the Xbox One first came out.
1: Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah, uh, I'd never finished it. I played a bunch of it. It feels it feels great to play. It's a great game. It's very fun. Yeah, I would love to play it on PlayStation, especially you know getting trophies in that game would be great. But I, something's doing so much right now. I don't. I don't think even no. I don't know how hard it is to do a remaster of a game that's already been made. But I, I want them to do another Resistance before this game. Let's let's put it that way. <laughs>
0: I've heard if you yell at a developer loud enough, they'll do what you want. That's what Twitter says. I've talking. heard. Hey, can I've we heard get a change.org petition going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really shake things up out there. Hey, listen, that. we got a change uh a change Dot what is it?gov petition for uh Bloodborne 2. We're making it happen. 34 signatures signed, Greg. We're getting there. <laughs> all right. We're gonna make it. <laughs> Any this second now will be there. Yeah. Yeah, Miyazaki's gonna come out. He's like, all right, gang, we got we got permission. We're doing it. Uh, but yeah, god Greg, you did deflate me. It does make sense because I does could be that wrong. game.
2: Maybe I you right. know, maybe I'm taking this you're wrong too much to heart, but it is yes. just such a weird choice where it's not I mean, like Sunset Overdrive and I talked about it on the show, like right, I loved it in previews. I was very excited for it on my Xbox, and then when reviews hit and they were like, Oh, it's fine, but it's mm-hmm. kind of what Kyle's talking about. i am like a lot of you could play the whole thing and not beat it. That's not what it's about. It's, and I'm like, Oh well, yeah. I've already played a bunch, I'll put it off to later and never got back to it. Yeah. And so I feel like there's warm memories for it, but it's not like that will sell units. That will be a big AAA thing we need.
1: And, and I think the really cool thing about that game before. was like the traversal in that game was fantastic. Yeah, but they have made it so much better in Spider-Man. Totally, it's way and more. You see it, it even yeah. in Ratchet, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the
2: how quick that is now, and the you know hopping around to do everything differently.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know. My soul hurts. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't game. mean to do it to you, Joe. I know. I lo- Cause I love this game. I have a lot of appreciation for it, but you're right. Like, does it actually fit the catalog that is PlayStation? Yeah. Or the vibe of, and I don't think it does. Sadly. Uh, that said, Kyle, it's time to hop on the Sony Pony Express. Yee See here, listen here, Greg. We got Oh, God, there's a voice, the too. He drive. always says <laughs> voices. <laughs> by God, listen, the, the voices could go anywhere. They by could God. Go like this. That's right. By God, by God, geez. I made a bunch of tubes around this here world. You can send Don't your go questions into- in via email. <laughs> you can send your questions in via PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Or you can send your email or your questions over to the Trophy Room Discord server. I do declare. That's a good voice. That's Thank a good yeah. voice, everybody. I do a good. I do a good Brock. People don't believe me, but I, I don't have the voice now because you know what? I just said it, and I'm gonna. That's <laughs> uh, the worst when you say it. Yeah. Uh, Malia? Uh, Sasha Malia. Uh, the Damn, that kids. is good. <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> uh, it's what I do. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get into let's do let's do Luke Lore's question over at the Xbox Exp- expansion pass, which Luke Lore is a terrible human being. He's the worst, wow. and I hate his guts. Yeah, okay. He's also a terrific God. human being. I I regret everything. Nah, he still sucks. Kind of funny. Has gone through some major changes since the founding. How has your approach to friendships, business ethics, and content delivery changed? Thank you for taking the time to use your voice to spotlight others. Working their way don't suck up luke don't do that
2: (laughs) that's a great question um i mean i would think it's interesting i i guess on all of them they've grown and evolved Mm -hmm. that would be the the easy top level answer right ethics i think is the same ethics we had from that very first stream when we were asked what are ethics and it was like oh like Well, if we do something, you'll know about it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think I like to think we're good about that, and I like to think that we address that stuff head on, so it is that we're doing a sponsor stream for this thing. We're doing a sponsor, and you know we're doing a sponsor, and then when I'll see somebody on the Reddit or if it's live on a chat, call it out. i would be like, well, remember, like, we say no to lots of people. Like, I know you, everybody's always like, oh, kind of funny. Not everybody, but people, detractors, kind of funny. (laughs) They'll just do anything that comes out. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, no, we actually say no to a lot of stuff because we'll look at a game and it's not our jam or somebody will want us to say something. And we're always like, that's not what this is about. Like, right. Like when you, when we do a sponsored, con- a piece of sponsored content, it is that we're legitimately interested in the product and they understand that we're going to be us about it. Like if it ever was to come out and not be us about it, we wouldn't do it. Cause uh, you know, we deal in authenticity. That's what we trade in. Yeah. And so, that's been the same, but it's evolved, obviously, as we've, you know, done different deals and done different stuff. And now, you know, I'm hosting E3 like that's a whole different ball of wax. But it's still the same idea that was at that spare bedroom on that, you know, that that table when we were starting the whole thing off. Right. And so then uh, for content delivery, it's, you know, a similar thing of trying to be everywhere. You know, I think we mm-hmm. we, we didn't. Yeah in the beginning it was very much you know trying to get people to come to us and then you know go to our SoundCloud or no Bandcamp go to our YouTube <laughs> right and now it is more about like you know we're on Rooster Teeth it is that we're on a different a million different podcast services it is about understanding that no matter how much we think of ourselves As uh, uh, YouTubers, you usually think of us as podcasters. And so that Mm. means being on every device, which often means that the audience is split between Apple and Stitcher and uh, uh, Spotify and all these different, you know, it's... Apple when it works. Exactly. (laughs) It's, you know, trying to be in the same... uh, It's trying to be where your audience is going to be, which is something we knew... I remember knowing from IGN, when IGN was very anti being on YouTube, that we have a .com and they'll come to us and that was the wrong call. And we understood that, but even as a small company, you're like, well, we're small. How many places can you be? And, you know, Tim's been so great about making sure we're uh, moving to those different places yeah. and going to be there and evolving on them. So, that you know, I think the entire structure of everything has just been evolving and about evolving. You look at the, you know, r- r- company right now. And in terms yeah. of friendships, I think it's evolved as well in terms of, you know, me being so close to Tim, Nick, and Kevin, you know, them being family, you know, and then, you know, even, you know, you see it in the video uh, for the Kind of Funny podcast of me announcing, you know, the pregnancy, right? Like, uh, I cry in it, obviously, because I cry every time I do anything (laughs) personal, but it was the fact of, you know, in the land of COVID, and talking to everybody via slack and you know never talking to cool greg in person only talking to him via slack and <laughs> stuff like that it is this thing of those rare moments that we would have at the office usually of talking to each other in person or around a table or just shooting the shit on the way to you know go to Outback steakhouse getting to have those moments and try to evolve how how do you run a company how do you stay friends how do you be friends with employees and what does that look like you know what i mean like yeah. it's a weird thing to that I wouldn't have understood and didn't understand at the time at IGN, right. And coming up in my career, but now being there of the fact of like, I will never be blessing. I will never be blessings, best friend. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's not because I don't like blessing. It's not, I love blessing, but it's that thing of, uh, blessing. And I have our partnership and we have our work relationship. And then we have the fact that like, we're in way different places in our lives. And it's like this whole thing to wrestle with of what that really is. And so even now is like, you know, jen and i uh you know expand our family literally it is that idea of you see that in the video of me talking to my family my work family my family and the fact that that now is such a kaleidoscope and spectrum of relationships whereas before i it was you know we are four friends who have left the ign and are doing this together whereas now there's different variations and colors on every one of those
0: and it's awesome to see how how you guys evolved over the past four years or four years how long has it been more than six years now. Jesus! Jesus. Year. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. It's,
2: it's it gets it's that it's that thing where
0: it feels like it was yesterday, and it also feels like a lifetime ago. You yeah. know what I mean? Time's an enigma, but it's awesome to see how you guys evolved from four white guys to like having this. Just like, you know, rainbow coalition of faces and totally.
2: And I mean that, you know, again, that's, you know, uh, such a compliment to the audience we attracted. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. think about that. That's always, I think, personally, something I don't think about because it's not what we actively do. I guess it is actively. I don't know. It's naturally how it happened. Right. That like everyone we've hired has come from the community. Yeah. You know what I mean? At no point has somebody come in sight unseen with a, uh, unseen with a resume and been mm-hmm. like that. That's not how it is. You know, me, mm-hmm. Tim, and Nick and the company at large have conversations about what do we need? Like, where are the pain points? What if we needed to bring somebody in? What would that look like? Or what's the next big initiative As you look at somebody like, you know, Snow Mike Mike getting hired. Like, mm-hmm. what does this next year look like? We want to stream. What do we do? Who do we know? And like, that's how that, those conversations start and evolve.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well,
1: while we have you, I do want to thank you for. I mean, thank you for everything. Thank you for coming here. Thanks for being my Secret Santa and, and absolutely knocking it out of the park. Uh, more importantly, thank you for the community because without you and kind of funny, Joe and I would never have met and we would True. not have over 100 episodes of the show. So, uh, and see, that's what I, well, first off, of course,
2: thank you both for being kind of funny yeah. best friends and thank you for being amazing kind of funny best friends. Like I said in your Secret Santa video, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't for a second believe they didn't gerrymander uh, to make sure that <laughs> I you ended swear up where <laughs> I hope they didn't. I really <laughs> but don't. But that's the thing is that they probably did. And it, and, and it just happened that way but like you yeah. know kyle like you're a, you're a, a true kind of funny best friend you're one of those people that we see organize things we see interact so positively with the community we hear from other community members how great you are right and that i is what's amazing about that to me is that that's not rare it's not mm-hmm. that like you know you guys in this friendship you you kyle you being known in the community is a good guy like that's not stuff that's the exception to the rule that is mm-hmm. you know, so many different podcasts that i run into or i'm am, am on or something and it's like oh no we met because of you guys and this yeah. is how it happened like we're blessed that we're able to have that uh connective tissue in your life but more the fact that we're able to attract those kind of people that we're able to attract people who want to be friends and want to do cool things and want to hang out right like you're not making this podcast because you want to make a million dollars off of it you're doing this podcast because you want to talk with your friends about video games and you're having a great time doing it oh, yeah. a
1: million yep.
0: bucks would be fine
1: yeah that'd be cool <laughs> I know
2: if you could get <laughs> a million bucks loans. it's a great deal I'm trying hey, guys, every day out there loans. you know send us
1: games so we can review them and play yeah, them early like, that's, that's all we want. Yeah, okay. that's all you need right? Yeah.
0: student loans <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, yeah, thank no, you guys. It's, No, yeah, and Kyle is seriously one of the most genuine kind souls I've ever met. And like when I think of what is a like a kind of funny best friend, he's literally the first the first person I think of. He is yeah. just
1: I made it all the way through without crying, and, and they're coming. So uh, let's wrap it up. I'm so sorry, I don't want to cry in front of Greg.
0: I, I don't. I don't. I don't. And do then it. afterwards, he's just he's just a piece of crap. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: of course that's when you give it to him. Yeah, but no, it's you fine. guys are fantastic, and I'm yeah. thank you so much for thank having me. Thank you so me. much. I'm sorry, I had to be short. I'm sorry that that's it was. Fine. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we're bouncing around a million different topics and stuff, but I'm excited to have you on. PS,
0: I love you, Kyle.
1: I can't wait. It's gonna be a great time.
0: So I want to thank Greg Miller once again for coming on the show. Wow, that was a lot of news we got to in under an hour. I'm pretty proud of this, Kyle.
1: I'm super proud. Yeah. I am still, as you put it, uh, decompressing. huh. Uh, that was a lot of buildup. up yep. in in my mind, probably your mind. Yep. Um, just absolutely floored that Greg Miller took an hour out of his busy schedule yeah. to come on our show to talk PlayStation. Like, it is... Uh, I'm getting even more teary-eyed now. It's so <laughs> special. I'm yeah. so thankful.
0: Especially because, like, you know, what we told him. You know, that gang of, of so-and-sos, they, they got us together. Absolutely. You know? Without yeah. them, it, we, there wouldn't be a show here, but more importantly, it wouldn't be us talking each and every week and nope. having you that I call a brother each and every week. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I didn't love Did not make you, you cry there? I love you, too. Oh, no, you're breaking down. Don't break down on me, you son of a gun. No, 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 no. You hold it together. Oh, uh, hey, will let's talk about that ge- state of play last week. How,
1: how's, uh, how's that going?
0: <gasps> That's great. Let's get into some Flash news. And you know what? Now that Greg's gone, whew, the old stick of the mud's out of here, we could talk about that Jedi Fallen Order. Quick Flash news. Over the summer, Respawn has it just announced that over the summer, PlayStation 5 will, oh, sorry, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will have a PS5 and Xbox Series X upgrade coming out this summer question for you kyle out of this yeah. flash news if it has an extra trophy list because we know that sony has dumb dumb delivery yeah do you think with this little extra uh or do you think it's going to have an extra trophy list i mean a different because one. of it like a different one yeah you know how miles morales if you bought it on ps5 you have the ps4 and ps5 yeah. version like mm-hmm. that's what i'm trying to get at here do you think it's gonna have one of those absolutely would you, would you go for it again
1: what I'm hoping is you just upload your save and it pops instantly,
0: kind of like what you did or
1: many people did with the Spider-Man remastered thing on PS5. Like you, you upload your save, you just have a platinum.
0: Oh shit! But do I have that save on PlayStation Plus?
1: You might have it in your cloud. I don't know who goes through that cloud and takes out old game saves. I know I don't.
0: I don't. I just so I, I just if, if about it's it.
1: turned on and it automatically uploads for you, it's gonna be there.
0: But still, I, like, I wouldn't mind playing that game again.
1: Oh, hell no. No, I'm not I'm not going to do that for Spider-Man whenever I play that again. I'm going to play that mm-hmm. game from start to finish yeah. and, and plot it all over again. Same thing with Jedi Fallen Order. I'd love that game, Um, and I will 100% plot that all over again.
0: You yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Hell yeah. Rick Miller was on the show. Ratchet <laughs> and Clank state of play. Let's talk about it, Kyle. Let's just talk let's, about it real let's quick. Let's talk about it. Yeah. We had our reactions to it last week, mm-hmm. right? 16 minutes of unadulterated... 4k 60 fps ray tracing none of those load times but taking all that you saw in those 16 minutes what was the one thing that struck you the most out of all of it that still stands almost a week after you know removed from that state of play
1: i am blown away the amount of cars and vehicles And things going on in the background of this game. Yes. That is the one thing thinking back at that state of play that keeps bringing to the forefront of my mind. It it keeps being brought up where you see that scene and you think it's just a cut scene, right? Like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. that's just for a cut scene. Looks gorgeous. But then transitions to the gameplay. And it's still just as many vehicles flying around in the background. There's so much going on screen, and it's still so smooth. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see any frame rate drops or anything. Like, oh my god, it yeah. feels so lived in. Yep, that's what I love about what I'm I'm seeing from Ratchet.
0: I'll allow that term, Kyle. <laughs> I'll what allow lived it in feels lived in, yeah. Because I, I, I love where that Where is this
1: like? The word bank that you have banned from the show. Um, I'm creating
0: it. I'm starting a word dial. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> exactly. lived in is on that list? No, no, no. Lived in is like, if we say it too much, it will be, but okay. here it fits. Like, you okay. know, we can't say it about every game. Like, if you sure. say, oh, Returnal feels lived in, it's like, it doesn't. There's no so I'm just there, saying, man. I'm like, that's, that's going in, that's banned. You know, okay. if MLG Pro, that's also banned. Banger, also banned. These are terms that are not allowed here. And awesome Dave thinks he wants to break these rules. He thinks he could get away with it. <laughs> Let the record borrow.
1: state. See, now we're lawyers. Let the record <laughs> state. Who yeah. used Banger when Greg Miller is on the show? Huh? I you
0: allowed did. it. I allowed you, it. You used it. Fair. Honestly, uh, I was really blown away by the environments and such. Mm-hmm. Like, I. I the, when, when you're, like, at the pool, whatever that thing was, with all the robots, and just, like, yeah, seeing the cars, and then seeing, like, the pool of water, and the explosions going off, that blew me away. The one thing that I keep on trying to kind of find is, like, the load screens, and how well they're, not just, like, say, hidden, because when you're falling in that rift, that's definitely load screen, Yeah, but how it feels so natural, Um, because... You know, even with Returnal, it's really impressive. When you hit a loading screen, you know when you hit a loading screen, it's rare, but you know when it hits. When you're going into that portal and it's zipping you around the map, you know that's a hidden loading screen. Here, Yeah. Um, since there's so much going on, there's so much, like, just wonder around you, it kind of gets distracted because your eyes have so many things to do. And is entertained by it, and that's what I I love that as well. Um, my one thing to touch on a little note here is um, my sister-in-law has CRPS, which is a regional pain disorder. So her nerves from her hands are now uh, sadly going up to her neck and her head. Um, her nerves keep on firing synapses, and and uh, it's recreating the car crash that she was in. And don't worry, she would want me to tell you this because. She, A lot of people think it's, you know, it's an invisible disease. It's not real. It very much is. And so when I saw the accessibility there, the one thing that she's starting to get is she can't look at bright images that well, gives her a migraine now. And so seeing that, that like you can take out the color or a certain colors that may trigger Mm -hmm. some folks is really awesome. And I want to see how that translates to the game pad as well. You know, uh that's the one thing that I was kind of looking after and looking for. And it also because she she liked what she saw. She thought Rivet was cute. Yeah. I wanna see and I, I wanna know if there's some way to jerry rig uh Xbox adaptive controller to that thing. Ooh. I wanna know.
1: That'd be nice. That honestly, like, where is PlayStation's answer to that?
0: I think sadly, I don't know it's if there's not going happen, to be. Right? Yeah, because, I, you sucks. know, the one thing that I think Xbox has been pretty candid about is, like, that thing doesn't make them money. Yeah. And to them, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for Sony, it's like, yeah, when when, when you're not a trillion-dollar company, can you actually go out there and do those things?
1: Let me, so let the me do a quick Google search and see no. if that will work.
0: Yeah, I would, I would love that to be the case, because then we can find a solution for her. Because she really, the one thing that she loves is Nintendo. She loves that damn plumber. Which he sucks at his job, by the way. <laughs> he sucks at it, and he's a murderer. He'll literally jump on a person, explode their body. You know, Kyle. Did you find a? Did you find if there's a solution? What uh, the good old Google uh, search give you? Uh, uh, the other thing that I really liked too is the environments, like the grass, the blades of grass, seeing the shadows on them, seeing like the fauna when you're shooting when you're shooting at them. I think it was like the gardening gun, and it turns them into like a what are those things? One of those things back in the 90s, you, you make them grow like chia like pets, you, chia pets, yeah, ch ch chia chia. Like, you just you turn them into a life size chia pet and then you blow them up. And oh, yeah, like the topiary sprinkler, yeah, that thing. Like, that was awesome to see all the little sprouts on this thing's body. It was dope as all heck.
1: So, from what I can find, is there was a way some people have got it to work on the PS4. Mm. But I think it has something to do with a certain upgrade thing okay. that you have to download to either the controller or the PlayStation 4. I don't know. But there are videos of showing it working on a PS4, which is okay.
0: cool. Okay.
1: So yeah, that's nice.
0: Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into it a little bit more because it's something we keep on constantly planning to do, but things constantly plan like you know constantly change. Yeah. And so it is like a big investment of just like this thing's a hundred bucks on its own. And then we gotta see what things that she needs, like joysticks and whatnot. And that sure. costs like 50, 60 bucks. You'd be surprised how expensive yeah. they are. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's something to definitely look into. But I love that more games are taking that initiative. And you know, we saw it with uh The Last of Us Part Two. And I think I said it on stream. It's like the thing that's the thing that, that is, is awesome about this is now it's not, people aren't just able to play the most depressing game in the world, but they're also able to play something that's fun and whimsical and cute and adorable. Sure. That is Ratchet and Clank. And yeah, um, yeah I love that to see more Sony studios take on accessibility in a big way. You know? Yeah. Kyle, this one comes from Benji sales. We got the Resident Evil 8 reviews. So take it away. Because there's a, there's a lot of reviews for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, go for it. Game Informer
1: gave it a 9.25. GameSpot a 9. Easy Allies a 9. Windows Central 4.5 out of 5. PC Gamer 85 out of 100. VG 24-7 a 4 out of 5. GamesBeat 4 out of 5. And IGN gave it an 8.
0: Now, usually we have like all the little reviews there, yeah. But because Greg Miller was on, I was like, I don't want to just read. Oh, Paranormal. EGM
1: also gave it an eight. That got right, pushed down cool. to the page and forgot that one.
0: So I want to also end on this note. Metacritic right now sits at an eighty-four. Open Critic as well sits at an eighty-four. Usually Open Critics a little a little higher, right? I usually, guess
1: so. Yeah, I usually. feel like
0: Open Critics a little bit more forgiving. Mm-hmm. Like I say that there's more. Uh, yeah, there's more sites on there, and it's weighed a little differently. Sure. So yeah. that said, Kyle, you we've been playing a whole lot of Resident Evil. We just did our Road to Greatness episode for RE4, finally, because Apple delayed that episode for us. Uh, so thank you all the patrons waiting for that episode. It's coming uh, at the end of this week. Really excited. We got a lot of thoughts on that game, but you've been going down the rabbit hole. You're yeah. like, I'm not just playing Resident Evil 4. You played Resident Evil 7. Mm-hmm. You beat that, and then you almost gave yourself... Card- you almost went cardiac arrest last night playing Resident Evil 2 Remake.
1: Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, it I had a panic attack. It, I don't know if it was from Mr. X. I don't know if it was uh the realization that Greg Miller was going to be on the show the next day. Uh But yeah, I was playing the game. I had a, a weird uh sensation in my chest and instant panic. Yeah. Like the kind of panic attack where every single cell in my body was tingling and I was warm and sweaty and shaking. It was not uh, fun. Uh-uh. So, am I excited to get scared in RE Village? No. But will I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, honest to goodness, Kyle, can I get real with you? Yeah. I don't know if my heart can take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the,
1: the thing that I'm. Ex- oh, man, this sounds so dude bro of me. I'm so sorry. Yeah. YouTube, i'm excited to be chased by a tall lady <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited to yeah. be chased by attractive vampires yeah i feel like it sure it'll be scary but not it'll be fun to look at
0: yeah i get it, <laughs> I get it. and i think the whole internet agrees with you yeah yeah <laughs> um because the the one thing is like resident evil 4 which, you know what we didn't do on The Road to Greatness? We talk, We did not talk about how scary the game was. I think we kind of just glossed over it. It's not too scary. The, the, no, we, we talked about it. We talked about okay. the sound. You're right. A lot of things happened yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, it, it was scary. It still held up, but wasn't like the scariest thing I, I've I've ever experienced. No. The sound mm-hmm. definitely carries that game. But the thing that we've been playing, which we'll talk about in just a second, Returnal, That game is surprisingly really fucking creepy. And I want nothing of it sometimes. And so, like, I'm already just tensed up by playing Returnal and all the weird cutscenes and making me actually afraid of an astronaut uh, that I don't know if I can go into Village right now. I'm actually (laughs) kind of considering I'm like, maybe I wait. Mass Effect's just around the corner. That's fair. So maybe I hold out for Mass Effect. But at the same exact time... I really, really love Resident Evil. Like I am a new fan. I would love to experience it. And seeing all the high marks, it seems like they got another hit on their hands, which is awesome to see. Um, I'm also very interested in how you get captured and what happens when you do by big tall lady. (laughs) You know? To each his own, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That said, yeah, we're really excited. I think you're going to see a stream or expect a stream uh, going up. Link down below to our Twitch if you want to get in okay. on Twitch that action.
1: P.S. Trophy Room.
0: Absolutely. With that, let's re-enter the Sony Pony Express. Yee-haw! Okay? Yee-haw! Yet again, Kyle, yet again. Uh, Dustin Cunningham says, which Platinum Trophy has the hardest slash grindiest for you guys to get? Also, Congrats to you and Jen on the baby, Greg. Greg acknowledges it, nods, and says, thank you, good sir.
1: Yeah, um, sorry. He had our time restrained, so we couldn't ask him all How dare
0: thing. he make time for us? Also, hi, Kyle. Dustin. I love you. <laughs> Hello, Dustin. Kyle, what is the hardest, most grindiest trophy for you?
1: I'll tell you right now. Returnal's up there.
0: I'm about to say Returnal. <laughs> Returnal's
1: up there. Uh, it's kind of obnoxious
0: this- how grindy it is.
1: It is. I... Felt a little bit, uh, I got a little bit tired of seeing the same rooms because I've played it so much. Yeah. I know exactly the layout of the rooms. I know exactly where the lock mechanism is on the closed doors and where to shoot. I know Mm -hmm. exactly where the chests are going to be. I know pretty much everything about almost every single room in every single biome. Yeah. So having to replay that over and over again and hope and pray that these collectibles show up on that run mm-hmm. is getting a little tiresome.
0: How do you get to see how do you get to see your stats on um, can you see that on the PlayStation app of like how long I've been playing said game? Um uh, maybe. I know you can see it in
1: Returnal. If you go into the ship and look at the thing, it'll tell you how long you've been playing for.
0: Okay. I know playing- I'm close to
1: 34 35 hours maybe maybe longer
0: 34 35 it says here and i think this is bullshit this is from ps tracker um it says that i've been playing for 16 hours
1: it feels oh, like wow. an eternity
0: i love it though but yeah like it's it's a grindy trophy i feel like i've been very lucky on the rng for sure but yeah i would say that's pretty grindy and this is from a guy that's beaten bloodborne god knows how many times it has a platinum on that um i just feel like in in, like, the Bloodborne trophy is more that of, like, you're constantly doing something different, where this, you're constantly doing something that's the same, in hopes of getting that trophy, you know? So I'd say, yeah, yeah Returnal's trophy is probably one of the only negatives I like, have on that game. I'm
1: trying to think of what are, are some of the... I mean, I've said it before, FF7 Remake hard mode was mm-hmm. really damn hard. Mm. Um, that was pretty... That was kind of hard to get through. Resogun, honestly, go another Housemart game. Yeah. Uh, some of those later levels and some of those trophy conditions are super tough. There are a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And and like excessive. Last was uh part one is a great example too, where you have to grind through the factions mode and play both sides of the multiplayer. Um, had a great time doing it, but yeah, that takes a long. I Joe, I love that mode. I (laughs) love
0: it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, TPR writes in, he says, what are your guys' thoughts on a possible infamous reboot with Cole as a protagonist? I know Ghost of Tsushima is probably eating Sucker Punch's time, but personally, I think it would be awesome to see an infamous game with Cole as a protagonist again, or at the least, a PlayStation 5 remaster of the first two games using the fun hardware. And the Rails traversal is reminiscent of Sunset Overdrive which is awesome, I hope hits that PS5-2 same. Greg Miller ruined my dreams tonight, and I hope he didn't ruin yours. I really hope so, but no promises here. Even if it's just support, sequel still crossing fingers. I, I'll still, I'll believe, I'll believe because you believe TPR. But would you like them to revisit Infamous, Kyle? Absolutely
1: I do. I, I would I love Infamous. Um, I love Ghost of Tsushima, not as much as you do, Joe, but I still love that game. I just I think as much as I love Second Son, it is not what I think of Infamous when I think of Infamous, the the, the mm-hmm. IP, the franchise. I think of Infamous too. I I think of how good that game is and the characters of Cole and Zeke. Like those are my. Those are my guys, and so mm. I would love to see an infamous game with Cole as the protagonist, or if they're going the bad guy route, where he is the bad guy. Uh, spoiler alert, if you've never played Infamous.
0: there <laughs> I mean, there's good and bad options.
1: Yeah, but and it's been way, 10 plus years,
0: so y'all need to chill if you yell.
1: The way two <laughs> ends, I believe, yeah. he's like it's, the big bad.
0: It opened, um, it, who yeah, knows?
1: so... I would love, I would love a, a new Infamous game for them to learn all their everything they've learned from Ghost and yeah. Second Son, and just seeing what Insomniac's done with Spider Man, and taking hints from them as well and putting it into an Infamous game. Like, Hell yes,
0: I think that's the reason why you're not going to see this game.
1: It's because Spidey.
0: Uh, it's because of Spider Man. You have too many, you know, superhero IP. You don't want to get them confused. And I said this, I believe, on last week's episode. Zeke could die in a fire and I would feel nothing. You could make that the cutscene. You could make that the, ba- the bad option. is like you start the game and Cole set sure. and Zeke on fire. I'd side with Cole. Man. So now now, me, man. now like, I know why you going. didn't
1: ask this question when Greg was here. Because Greg's PlayStation icon is Zeke.
0: <laughs> is it really? Yeah, he would kill you. <laughs> Hi, Greg. We didn't get to catch up on this. But Zeke is the fucking worst. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I I can't stand Zeke one bit. Uh, so yeah, I think also Ghost of Tsushima being so popular, so in you know like what is it six point five million copies of that game, like in, in less than a year, like that's tremendous. So just g- do a, give us another ghost game. I don't think there's the real need for another Infamous. I'll say that. I'll stake my claim in it. I'll stake my claim in it, Kyle. That because hurts. like I played two and I'm enjoying what I'm playing, don't get me wrong. But like I'm playing second son as well, just like what I was playing before I was I was uh, hopping on Returnal and I was just like, yeah, this is all fine, but nothing strikes me as like, oh I, I want this back, you know? I get the I, I get why people love uh Cole so much and people want him back. So maybe you test the waters with a reboot or, you know, some type of remake or remaster. But sure. honestly, I don't think you need to. I think Spider-Man just has it. That is your superhero. You got it. You know, the one thing that I remember a lot of people saying is like, man, if only infamous was X-Men. You know, that would have been oh. awesome. Um, oh, so like man. now that we have an IP in a superhero people really care about in Spider-Man, I don't think it just I don't think it makes sense. That's that last question on the Sony Pony Express is, and it comes from Mr. Matt, my driving instructor? Question mark, question mark, exclamation point, emails us in. Emails Kyle. So, you know, this guy's old fashioned. That's why I'm thinking, Mr. Matt, my driving instructor when I was a child. Might be emailing us in. He goes, hey, guys, I sent a five-star review and received a shout-out a long time ago. It was under Mr. Matt, and I can neither confirm nor deny if I was your driving instructor, Joe, but I have never taught a driving lesson in my life. Depending on who you are, neither did Mr. Matt. (laughs) But who am I to take away the thought from you? Always remember 10 and 2. I always just go solid 12. I drive with one hand. Sometimes I just oh, do one. Are you,
1: you just roll down the street like this?
0: Yeah, I guess I'm fulfilling a Hispanic stereotype when I do oh, it, but boy. it's when I'm the most relaxed. Uh, anyway, like he says, anyway, I hope you and Kyle are, uh, get into a great discussion and hopefully provide some inspiration. I'm on my 98th platinum and two hey. trophies away from getting the plat in GTA 5. I assume because of how big GTA 5 is, that's a huge fucking deal. My question is, shall I do a quick Platinum ninety nine and have GTA 4 100, or get the Plat and have my 100 as either of the following? Ghost of Tsushima, Horizon Zero Dawn, Bloodborne, Mafia, Death Stranding, AC Origins, AC Odyssey, or any of your suggestions. Kyle, you know what I'm going to say.
1: I know what you're
0: going to say. You got to make that trophy feel earned.
1: Oh, are you not going to read the rest of it?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I believe getting the 100th should be a special game. My first was Arkham Asylum back in the day. And oh, I yeah. won't list all 98th eight, because who wants to read them? I would. I would. I'm not on the show, but I would read them. Uh, keep up the great work. <laughs> love the podcast. We love you, Mr. Matt, my Thanks driving Matt. instructor. Again, who knows? It could be him, Kyle. It could be him. Ten and two, he again. Hey Missy Bay, wanna go to Dunkin Donuts? That's how he talked. Oh no. Him with a little mustache. That's how we would end the driving session. He would take you to this Dunkin' Donuts that is this crazy intersection where like, like people get off from the highway on, and then there's also people trying to get into the Dunkin' Donuts from the road. Like it's an off-ramp and an on-ramp and just a main road. And you're you have to go to this Dunkin' somehow. And you're under pressure. It's a main road. You have to make a right or sometimes even a goddamn left. They'd allow that. New Jersey, sometimes reckless. And Mr. Matt wanted his medium iced coffee, light and sweet with three sugars. And sometimes he'd get you a coffee. But that's dangerous because you're a child. You're just now caffeinated behind a, a, a vehicle you've only spent six hours on. You're buzzed. You're losing it. You know, Kyle. You're letting me run away with it. I completely zoned <laughs> out. <laughs> what should be Mr. Matt? Maybe my driving instructor's hundredth trophy. That's like hundredth plat.
1: Well, you go first because so I know what yours is going to be.
0: <sighs> Do you want it? Here's here's the thing, Matt Matthew, if I may. We'll lose the Mister. Mister is your dad's name. <clears throat> Do you want it to be a challenge? Go for Bloodborne. If you want to have fun, you go with uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Sure. You want a grind? You go with Death Stranding. You want a fun grind? You go with Odyssey.
1: That's fair. But I, really,
0: Bloodborne or Ghost games for fun.
1: for me because I'm actually at in uh, the same place. I am currently at ninety eight platinums myself. Oh, and so I'm thinking about uh, number one hundred and. What I'm thinking, I'm going to do personally, I, I'd love The Big Milestones to be a game or series or thing that is iconic PlayStation. Mm. And unfortunately, my early ones are not that because I, I didn't care nearly as much as, about trophies as I do now. But my 50th was Bugsnax. Uh, cause that started off the PS five and I absolutely love that. Uh, but I think for 100, what I'm going to do is I'm very close on Returnal, very close. So I'm going to make that my 99th and then in the month prior to Ratchet. So like RE village, the mass effect, uh, legendary edition, I'm going to play those games up to a point where I leave one trophy Hmm if I have the time and if I can do it and then I'll make ratchet my one hundredth because that is iconic PlayStation. That is a huge milestone being 100 and it's going to be a fun time. And I like tying it to like specific PlayStation things. So I personally, out of your list, I would go with either ghost horizon bloodborne or death or death stranding as your hundredth. But if GTA five means a whole lot to you, and if you are that close to that that plat, make that your hundredth. Make that hundredth yeah. be something that means a lot to you, and yeah. and shows and we your ta- We were talking
0: about this earlier with Greg, right? You two are monsters. You don't want we're like, not the- Greg. The game isn't the, the life isn't the game. Okay, yeah, you it just, is. You can't live a quarter mile. I played mile that alive board game. I played the board game Life.
1: Get out of here.
0: I've <laughs> eaten right. life cereal. It sucks. <laughs> it does. Just like it, life does. I was about to say, it's kind of like, you know, a little, a little like him on, on, on life itself. It's like, oh, this is great. Oh, actually, taxes? Is a death? Yeah. What is it? Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I think Bloodborne, Ghosts, you have to be right. I'm actually leaning more on Ghosts, because it's a, just a fun trophy. I think I, yeah, for my 100th, I would want it to be a fun time, <laughs> you know? Uh, that said, that's been the Sunny Pony Express. Eeehaw! It's left the station. So long. Thank you time. for your questions, um, Kyle. Listen, this is going to be a long episode, and I don't care because I got some thoughts on a game that we just played. We'll go in more depth uh, on our road to greatness on Returnal. Which will be out next week. That's right. Two road to greatnesses for patrons in the month of May. Maybe even a month. My birthday
1: gift to you. Yeah. It's my birthday you know. is next Tuesday.
0: Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Kyle. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Uh Kyle, let's talk yeah. a little bit about Returnal before we head on out Oh, please. Last week we had Steve on the show. Steve's mm-hmm. Steve sung this game's praises. It's, like mm-hmm. it's difficult. It's it's it is hard as heck. But man, oh man, is this game going to be something when we get our hands on it. We got our hands on it. Kyle, take it away. What are your thoughts on Returnal? Have you beaten it?
1: Yes, I have beaten it multiple times.
0: Ooh,
1: Um, It is as difficult as you might think. Mm -hmm. But once you... Ha- know what you're looking for. So, like the first, I would five or six runs, I grabbed everything possible. Same. Do not play that way. You are Don't. hurting yourself so bad if you play that way. What you need to do is you need to to know what kind of skills benefit you and your playstyle, and that goes for guns. Don't just use whatever gun you pick up. Like yes, it might be a little bit you might have a higher level of a different kind of gun. If it is not your playstyle, you leave that thing. Yeah. I only use two guns in returnal. two, two dose, dose. Um, that is the carbine mm-hmm. and the hollow seeker, which is a Same. light machine gun. The Hollow Seeker, I feel like, is the best damn gun in this entire game because when you use it, the permanent buffs that you get that are tied into it spawn a portal uh, laser that just shoots enemies alongside you, as well as they, I believe it's called ser- uh, serrated projectiles, yeah. which acts like acid damage. So it just damage over time when you hit enemies and the green bar their health bar turns green and it slowly goes down even without shooting them. And it just it's so good and there's so many bullets. So many. You can melt through <laughs> bosses and enemies in no time. But the, the thing about Returnal uh other than just that one singular gun, it is a great time. Yeah. The the audio is perfect. Uh like you you mentioned earlier, there's it is creepy. And the creepiness sets in at the fourth biome. And I oh, really? do not want to spoil it. But there is creepy organ music
0: <laughs> playing oh, yes. throughout
1: the whole biome. And that is my favorite one because of that. It it's is actually so my favorite good.
0: boss fight as well. Yes, the fourth agreed. Biome. agreed. Agreed. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it is fantastic. It's well worth the seventy bucks if you're here in the Americas. Uh, it's well worth your time. Uh, it rewards your time too. Mm. It's yeah, you will die a whole lot, and yeah, it will take a bit to get through this game if you're not like if you're if you're not super good on dashing and jumping around projectiles and through projectiles and whatnot uh but the good thing that it does do that rewards your time is after the third biome when you get to the fourth one when you die you restart at the fourth one yes so there is a decent checkpoint there so you don't have to go all the way back which is fantastic
0: but the thing that does suck and right now it's it is a problem even for yeah. me I feel like it is definitely a problem is that there is no saving in a run so returnals a roguelike which means when you die, you start at the beginning. So if you went to the third level, you die in the third level, guess what? You're all the way back in the first level. And as yeah. as daunting as that may, may seem, and yes, this game is very difficult. Um, it wants you to learn its language. And that's what this game's really doing. If you played games like Fury, uh, you've played games like this. If you've played any of the mark games like uh, Next Machina or Rezogun, you know that these things are bullet hells. And it rewards you for perfection. So if you don't get hit, you can and you keep doing damage or keep killing enemies as you go, you'll actually get a bonus modifier for i believe both the collectible stuff you get in the game as well as damage you do to you to your enemies.
1: Yeah, your adrenaline um, goes up up to 5. Yes. And including that, it'll enhance melee damage regular damage. Mm -hmm. Um, Certain boosts with, like, parasites you pick up will give you a shield at a certain point to shield you from one hit so you don't lose that adrenaline. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And as daunting as it may seem, once you unlock, like, Biome 2 or Biome 3, those things come rather early in your levels, either though every level's procedurally generated. Um, They come usually really early into your run, but there's some strategies that you can have like for example the first level you could clear out the first level go back to your ship rest at your ship you'll actually get health back keep on resting until you're at full and then collect all the health orbs and then all of a sudden you're you increase your max health and you're kind of like a juggernaut throughout most of level two or level three uh and you get to have those mistakes but returnal really wants you to speak its language there's so many parallels between returnal and a Bloodborne. No jokes aside. You know, they're relentless in teaching you how this game is going to run, and it also relies on the f- the frames, getting the frame right, knowing when you're inv- invincible. Like, dodging, you could go through laser beams when you're dodging. You can, again, dodge enemy attacks. Or when you grapple, you you have an in- uh, invincibility frame there, and no one can hurt you. So you can kind of manipulate the game around you To help get and clear the next room Mm -hmm. the the fights are fan-fucking-tastic kyle they're they're excellent they're a whole lot of fun Mm -hmm. and yeah sometimes the rng doesn't work in your favor but you manage and you adapt and you're constantly making bets and when the bets pay off it's so so rewarding and when you're fighting like you know any of the bosses their heart is all hell in the beginning but again, once you speak that language and you understand it, the bosses are not actually that hard. Yeah. I, I, I In one run, which was under two hours, I cleared biome one, two, three, and four. It's Once you get to know what this game is and you open your eyes to it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it just becomes a whole lot of fun. I absolutely, absolutely love this freaking game. It yeah. is my game of the year right now. And part of that has to do with the story yeah the story is so convoluted and told in these parts that you have to arrange yourself and it goes to show something about this game which is like usually those things suck but the questions that you you have and the things you piece together you feel so clever when you do mm-hmm. that oh my god when you're piecing everything together and you're like what's actually going on with Celine Why is she on this alien planet? Um, Why is there this house here? And what significance it plays is brilliant. Especially when you get to the first twist in the game. Kyle, I literally texted you like five times. I'm like, what is this game? What did I just... I did not see this coming whatsoever. Mm -hmm. What?
1: (laughs) And, And something that it did that I didn't realize... Mm-hmm. It's after you beat it, you have to beat it again to get a the true ending. Yeah. There there's like an act three. So yeah. when you go through all of that and you see the story, like even when you're trying to piece it together for what they give you the first one run through, seeing what it gives you for after that, I'm sitting there and rethinking and reevaluating everything. Yeah. Because you really don't know anything about Celine at all except through flashbacks or whatnot. And like you said, yeah there is there is a point halfway through uh, that kind of gives you a great framework for what Celine is going through
0: mm-hmm. and
1: how insane it is and how how desperate that makes you feel as a player and how desperate you feel like Celine. you feel like yeah. you are desperate to end the cycle now. Yeah, and and, and and end it once and for all, and like it is, Housemark, my god, amazing, fantastic,
0: fantastic. A uh,
1: couple couple of gripes though. Yeah, why don't I feel the rain in my controller all the time? <laughs> because it
0: will trigger my carpal tunnel. That's right. <laughs> Honestly, the haptics is great. The yeah, the haptics is fan freaking fantastic and the adaptive triggers work really well because you have like a, a, a an alt fire ability so like if you close down your trigger halfway you'll zoom in but if you pull the trigger all the way down you'll access your alt fire it could be a grenade launcher a big giant freaking laser beam hot take? Yeah. Don't use my alt fire at all. Depends on the alt fire. Mm. A- other hot take. Also I don't, don't sight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't either. I don't, it does a really good job at like hitting if if you're just in the general area it hits rather well. Yeah. So, yeah, it depends on the alt fires when I use it, and when you aim at certain weak points on enemies, it's devastating for them. So, that's that's why I, I use it a lot, especially on those green enemies that are, like, trees, um, Groot's, oh, yeah. Groot's parents. Yeah, I'm making little baby Groot's orphans. That game for sure. Yeah, it's,
1: but, uh, uh something else that I love about this game. Again, we'll go super more in depth mm-hmm. on Road to Greatness. The enemy design is fantastic. Oh yes, I love the way the enemies look. It's fant. It's so cool. It's creepy, but it, it's also very alien-like. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It look. They look like things that a tint of like something that I know already that exists in real life. Mm-hmm. But they they switched it up and made it so so alien like that. It, it feels like it's on a a different different world. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, my only thing that my my big gripe for the game really is the trophy list is just not good. It's way too grindy, especially for what a lot of like first party games have been. Is it's like, hey, just have fun on this ride, and this one's like we want you to go through hell. <laughs> Seems like. <laughs> But the lack of save right now is a mm. big deal breaker, especially I they, they said they'll have this fixed by the end of this episode. But, you know, it's also has crashes when you're putting it in sleep mode or rest mode. So, like, that sucks if you're yeah. in, in a run. I've left the game on purposely so that doesn't happen. You've experienced a goddamn crash. Right? I
1: did. It scared the crap out of me. I was in... Oh. The run of my life from start to finish. I went all the way to the last biome. It was like a three-hour run. And -hmm. there was just one part in this game where there were so many projectiles being shot at me. And all of a sudden, the audio just turned off. And I got to move for a brief second or two, (laughs) and then it froze. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't good. i wait and give it a second. Just maybe it needs a, a time to catch up. Yeah. Back out to the PS5 home, and there's no audio at all on the PS5. It's like switching between games. There's no clicking. That that clicking sound you make when you switch between games on the dashboard. Absolutely nothing. So they're like, okay, mm-hmm. let me close out this game. Hopefully this works. I hit close game, and then it says closing game for a solid six, seven minutes. Uh. So I had to, to turn the power off of my power Power. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, the power, power strip. Yeah, yeah, power strip. Yeah, I turned hard. turned that off, and I waited like ten minutes. Like, oh my god, did I just fry my PlayStation? Did I brick it? Is it gonna come back? And uh, it comes back and rebuilds the database. And thank God that it's okay. And it ran fine ever since that point. Oh, but
0: good. very Wait, did you scary. You have to restart your run.
1: No, it it ended.
0: <sighs>
1: it ended the run, but yeah. it saved everything I did in that run though.
0: Okay. Okay. So
1: all the collectibles and it stuff, it's whatever. Yeah. So thank God. Huh. But.
0: Yeah, we'll take proud for that. That said, your verdict on Returnal, you're awfully pleased with. Yes, it. must buy. Yeah. yeah, same here. And again, those issues that we've been having apparently are going to be solved within the next day. So within this episode coming out, bam. It's there.
1: I will. I Let me retract that last one. Must buy oh. with an asterisk.
0: Oh, okay. If
1: roguelites are not your thing, mm-hmm. if you know for a fact that they're not your thing, do not buy it. Okay. Because I know you're not gonna... It's gonna feel like a chore. It's gonna feel like you're not gonna have fun playing it and dying repeatedly and starting all over again.
0: Honestly, this isn't my first roguelike that I've beaten. So, I'm I, I'm really awesome. It's it's really awesome to see Sony take a chance on ha- Housemark and them see you know seemingly really nail it and, and knock yeah. it out of the park so
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah I I really dig in Re- Returnal um I was really surprised because I you you know me and the audience knows I really loved Hitman three man yeah that was that was that was a game for me that I've sunk a hundred plus hours into and Returnal is really you know also voice acting by the actress as well that plays Celine. she's also the handler in the Hitman series. Knocks it out of the park. This is a solo experience. The whole story, mm-hmm. every character is just her, and the voice lo- logs, which gives it a very Bioshock esque feel. When you're going through the world, and dude, some of the things she says are completely demented. And like when the audio call ends or what a log ends, Celine's like, "I don't want to become this person." Yeah, and you're like, "Yeah," because there's, there's it's. It's strange, and I can't yeah. wait to get the true ending tonight. Is uh, I will I will have this thing plat by the end of the end of the week. That's that's for sure.
1: Uh, other quick question. Go for it. What we saw before this game came out, there were yeah. things of like we would come across dead scouts and they would turn into monsters.
0: Am I wrong in that? No, you're not wrong. That, that hasn't happened.
1: not happened once, unless last, last run that I I bopped in and. I got a notification in-game that said so-and-so scavenged your corpse and took a parasite off of you. Huh. I have not once had that option for me. Strange. Very strange. Hmm. Unless that's part of the update.
0: Perhaps. I don't
1: know. It's (laughs) very, very odd.
0: (sighs) Well, that said, that's been our thoughts on Returnal. That's been the trophy room. What an episode ha- has been Whew. for us here. It is a wild because again, this show would not exist if it wasn't for Greg Miller. We would not know each other if it wasn't for that man. Nope. And it's so weird because this show was birthed out of the fact that you know Greg Miller wasn't going to do his PS I Love You show yeah. anymore, and I Thanos gauntleted it. We got together. We made a podcast baby. And our podcast parents.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's weird for you to say that, and even for me to say that. Like the show wouldn't exist without Greg. Yeah. And one hundred percent honestly, and this is mm-hmm. not a joke. I wouldn't even know what podcasts are if it wasn't for Greg. I didn't True. know they were a thing until yes. I searched Last month's Collectible Guides and stumbled <laughs> across uh-huh. IGN Podcast Beyond yeah. way back in the day. Didn't know podcasts were a thing. So without him, like literally all the the content that I've made and podcasts, I've sat down and talked and met incredible people to talk about their passions and have them talk with me about their passions. It's opened up a door that I will never close. Mm -hmm. That part of my brain that I never use is being used to its fullest capacity. Mm -hmm. And I'm just beyond thankful for what he's done for me for us for potentially millions of other people mm-hmm. like like us who just love PlayStation and love video games like it's crazy and humbling and just honored that he was on our show like man it's going to be a long time to digest this one I'll
0: tell you that much <laughs> as we've been talking I've been digesting it so Kyle that's been the Trophy Room, baby. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, next week, make sure, rate us five stars on our Apple Podcasts on iTunes. It really does help. Um, Apple is now working 110% normal now. So everything's fixed. Tim, Apple, and I had drew the line in the sand. We went to Paris, Treaty of Versailles and everything, and we got it done. We, we said, okay, Trophy Room is back 100% on Apple Podcasts. So please, if you like what you heard here today, rate us five stars. Tell us why you liked us. It really does help us out, and it helps people discover the show on Apple Podcasts. But before we go, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we leave, sir?
1: Sure, I like to spotlight myself, Mr. K on Twitter and on PSN. You can follow all the indie game side of things that I cover over at 61indie.com, uh twitch.tv slash six dot youtube.com slash six indie and six one indie on Twitter.
0: And you can reach out to me over at Mr. BadBit. On Twitter, you could reach out to the show over at PS Trophy Room. And what I'm going to be doing, what we're going to be doing in the next few weeks is kind of testing out some longer episodes. So let us know if you like a longer format or if you like the hour or hour 30 minute format that we've been doing. Um, let us know in on Twitter. Uh, we'll get back to you because we want to make the show the best that we can make it. And uh, yeah, uh, we've heard some really positive feedback so far. So We're going to keep doing it if y'all keep loving it. That said, again, find us over at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find a podcast service, you can find the Trophy Room there, and you can find the Trophy Room over at the Trophy Room show on YouTube. Find the video version, see our lovely faces on it. And once again, I want to thank our amazing patrons for making this show possible over at PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep it what's about you keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. See y'all.
1: Love you.